Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean condition environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Hello and welcome to News Without Ink. I'm Scott Sewell, Assistant Sports Editor here at the Sumter Item, and I'm joined by Executive Editor Kayla Green. Kayla is back this week to get you caught up on the week that was in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. Kayla, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we're, we're a little busy here, but, you know, we're uh, it's cold and we're busy. <laughs> but um, the Florida Gators did beat the Gamecocks in basketball last night, so that was exciting. <laughs> you got to take your, your little victories. There you go, Florida. Uh, uh, of, of course, uh, they got a big bowl win too, right? They did. That yeah. was exciting too. Yeah, and so. we, we've got the end of the uh, college football season coming up. It's just five days away. Florida, of course, not there. My my Cincinnati Bearcats not there, but uh, locally we'll be there we, next year. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> locally, we've got Clemson, and uh, and they're they're going to face LSU. Clemson looking to repeat, so that's a lot of fun. What's your score prediction? Uh, man. See, I I, <laughs> I hate it when people ask me yeah, that. I don't know. It's going to be a high scoring game, I think, and I would probably go. Sorry, Clemson fans. LSU. Ooh. LSU forty two. Clemson thirty eight. Nice. Be, uh, that would be exciting. It'll be an exciting high scoring game. Uh, but uh, as I said, I'm a Cincinnati uh, Bearcats fan, with all, which also makes me a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And Joe Burrow is about to be nice. uh, my quarterback. So, uh, uh, so, that, so that's really what so the, that's the really issue what's behind is. it. Right. I'm, uh, I'm biased towards him already, and we haven't even drafted him yet. Yeah. What about you? Now I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I don't. I, I honestly, sorry again. Also, but I think LSU's got it. Right. And you know what? It's just. It, I don't want to say this in front of all of our Clemson fans, <laughs> and we 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 go there, so it's like we sh- they should win because then all of the photos that that Micah takes when we go there are more useful. That's right. But you know, th- he's been exciting to watch. So. They're both exciting to watch. Absolutely. It'll be a fun game, I think, no matter what. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, will keep it close no matter what happens. We saw that against Ohio State. So uh, it is going to be a fun game. Mike is going to be out there, so keep an eye out for some. He is out there, right? He is going. Okay, so there's going to be uh, some awesome photos coming from Micah uh, there on the scene. All right, let's move into some of the top stories. Uh, A big one right here. Best of Sumter uh, 2020 nominations are now open. Yes, um, I feel like we just edited this from last year. Um, when did you when did it, you join it, us? Were you, you, the you week were, of that it oh, happened. Man, yeah, yeah. That, that's a yeah. That, what a weird time to bring someone on. But yeah. um, I guess exciting because then you know kind of hit the ground running. That's right. But it does seem like we finished this yesterday, and we're ready to get it back started again. But um, it's really exciting. So in case anyone doesn't know, our best of Sumter contest is our Reader's Choice contest, and you can go online. Well, you can do it online and in the paper. Um, it's basically just a guide to every single thing that you would ever need to know. If you, It's like your buying guide for Sumters. So we have more than 300 categories. I mean, it's everything from like cars and auto to education to restaurants to actual, you know, like best burger um, to medical services and other types of professional services. It's like 
absolutely everything that you could think of. And we somehow still find more categories to add each year. <laughs> so we've added a few more, um, which some of those include like place to take a visitor or best snow cone or best um, college professor, which that one wasn't in there before, but um, now it is. And um, wow. we even added some more today. We added best adult daycare today. So nominations opened today. And you can go in and nominate all month long. Uh, nominate through January 22nd online at theitem.com slash best of. And all this is is just nominations. So if you see, like, your favorite business or your own or whatever up there already right now through January 2nd, then you're good. You don't have to nominate them again. But then once voting starts, which will be January 23rd through February 29th, then you can vote. Like go crazy, like take off, take off work or school. <laughs> I'm just kidding. As many don't, votes as possible. Don't, but you can vote once per day in every single category once voting starts. So we had more than four hundred thousand votes last year, and wow. we're uh, wanting to break that record again this year. That's so. awesome. As, as someone who did not grow up in Sumter, doesn't currently live in Sumter, but eats at Sumter and drinks in Sumter on a consistent basis, I highly recommend this. Uh, Best of Sumter. I mean, obviously, we're just doing nominations now, but the book itself, the the guide itself, is so useful uh, to to tell you where to eat, where to uh, daycare, things uh, like a doggy daycare, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so many different ways it's useful. Uh, if you need to get a muffler change, if you need to get you know oil, all those things, it's it's so incredibly uh, useful. So if you yeah. don't have one, try to get one, and then definitely. Uh, help add to it, uh, get your nominations in, like Kayla said, mm-hmm. uh, so we can have an even better guide next year. Just coming. Yeah, and the winners, well, I guess the winners were on. Now we're on to 2020, but, uh, but all of the information is available online at that slash best of site. So everything you would need, just go there. You'll find all the information, like the timeline and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it really is. And, it, you know, instead of asking, like, your friend or one or, you know, three people or whatever where you should go to, to get this service, like, you know, if you need a new dentist or whatever, if your kid – is having some type of medical situation and you need and you need to to take them somewhere but you have no idea where to take them um instead of just asking a couple of people like ask 400,000 votes you know <laughs> exactly cuz it's all reader it's all reader approved it's all reader voted on i mean you know there's no rules against employees or anything here voting but it's like, like we're not choosing it's entirely based off the votes so i think that's what's pretty cool it's very sumter approved kayla did you vote 400,000 times last year be honest for one yes for one, <laughs> for one year. but for what that's the question <laughs> that's what, okay all right moving on we uh we welcomed uh, sumter welcomed its first baby but not on january 1st i was surprised to see that i know this was so crazy so i mean it, this is like one of the most standard stories that <laughs> every year. that every newspaper everywhere does every single New Year's Day is who is the what is the first baby to be born on in the first moment of the new year and it's usually you know like 25 seconds and you know (laughs) after the ball drops or something or that night or even you know the next morning or something but we went the entire day without a single baby born it to me and they had uh well something like 1200 yeah 1294 babies born last year so that averages out to three and a half babies every day Wow. So there, some babies are going to have to be birthed at a higher rate for a <laughs> for few days to month, average yeah. that out. Um, but, yeah, so we were just kind of sitting there waiting to see what something happened. I mean, you know, usually there's a laboring mom in the hospital on New Year's Eve, so they know that it's going to happen uh-huh. at some point. They didn't come in, and then finally a woman came in. Um, so I went, went over there to, to meet them, and she's only like five pounds. She's adorable. 
Not not the not the lady, the baby. Not the mother, the baby, <laughs> right. That would that would be make it a little odd. Yeah. I, I saw the photos online. They they were adorable. The and then also photos of the I believe it was the twins that were born just yeah. before. Yeah, so while we were there, the the last babies born in 2019 were still there and they were twins. Um she had to have a C-section cuz they came I think like a month early or something like that. Uh, and they were still down in the special care unit. So, and that was cool to see too. I mean, I, I actually had never been in there in that special care unit at Toomey yet. So just, you know, have the, the high tech aspects of it and just everything that they can do to keep these babies mm. safe and growing and able to get home to their parents. How did the, uh, how did the new mother react to, uh, you know, news crew coming? coming by? <laughs> I don't think they were super <laughs> excited to be honest. I would not be either, yeah. but um, luckily staff at Toomey, you know, nurses and then the, the, uh, public relations woman at Toomey, they kind of broker that deal with us. So they, they get to go and say, congratulations, you, you're the first baby born. Um, this is usually what happens. Can they come in? And, and we, we actually even had to, we had to wait, I think, you know, six hours or so, or the next day, I think it was until the next day. Yeah. Until we could go in there, which is totally reasonable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, I'm going to, you know, rest for a minute and then shower maybe. Yeah. So. Before someone comes in and takes photos of me. And right. Stuff. Yeah. They weren't super pumped, but they did let us in and we were very thankful because all three of those babies are adorable. Awesome. All right. Um, moving forward to a uh, uh, nowhere near as uh, a beat happy story. Uh was uh, a big national story, actually. I saw it picked up by New York Times and Washington Post as there was chemicals found uh, in tap water near Shaw Air Force Base. Yeah, and so we actually did not do this story, but we, um, the Post and Courier investigated this story, and this is the second time they've written something about it, and they were so kind to let us run the story. Um, we ran the whole story in print, and we just ran a little blurb on our website. So if you want to read it online, we kind of direct them to their website because they did all of the work for it, which mm-hmm. is understandable. Um, but the Post and Courier paid to get water tested. They sent it out, I think, somewhere up into the Northeast. They got water tested at the Crescent Mobile Home Park, which is a small little community. It's directly next to Shaw Air Force Base. And the tests found that that water contained with their drinking water, not just, you know, pond water or something. I mean, the water that, that these people, if they've been living there for a while, have been drinking for a long time, it contains... Uh, very high levels of a man-made compound that's been used in the military since the 70s as part of a firefighting foam uh, that service members use when they are spraying for accidents and training. Wow. So not good. Um, it's kind of, you know, hopefully it prompts some people to some action. Um, I've, part of the story is saying that elected officials are filing a bill to try to uh, make some changes. So check the story out. It was pretty interesting. That's uh, that's terrifying. It's obviously got shades yeah. of everything that happened in, uh, uh, you know, up in Michigan uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And they're still uh, dealing with the fallout from that. I, d- I don't think they have clean drinking water yet. Uh, so Right. Because, uh, I mean, once it's in there, it's kind of hard, especially I think this chemical from um, from what we read in the story, it's, it's hard to remove. So. Right. All right. Yeah. So that's one we will definitely be keeping an eye out on uh, here in the future and see uh, how that develops. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're we're just moving between uh, between moves here because we've got a we, here's a great uh, great story here. That, um, 
Sumter uh, Mall is going to be getting a new restaurant, and it sounds like it could be a uh, or it could be getting a new restaurant. It's got an open space, and the developers look like they'd uh, uh, they'd like to put a sort of small uh, small business in there um, to, to for someone that's going to get their first start. Yeah, a small restaurant or, or something, something food related. Right. Um, and this kind of blew up online when we posted it, so people seemed really interested in it based off uh, page views which was kind of exciting. But, you know, malls are kind of, they're having to change themselves, reinvent their, Absolutely. Um, you know, any any big box retail store, definitely any mall. So one of the, uh, the initiatives to do that is this guy has done this in multi, kind of throughout the Southeast. It's called the American Dream Project. And it's, it's just with the goal of expanding local entrepreneur opportunities and recreating why people go to malls and actually, well, not just why they go to malls, but getting them to go there again. Mm -hmm. Um, So he started a couple pop-up shops at four different malls throughout the Southeast, and it's open to kind of any type of food-based entrepreneur. It can be um, just a cook right now or a chef that they're looking to expand their footprint or they're looking to, you know, make get their first brick and mortar footprint. Um, It it can be kind of anything. That's, That's the point, which is pretty cool. Um, it's in it, for those who have been in the Sumter Mall. It's where the this space will be where the Victoria Secret used to be. So there's a lot of glass, a lot of glass windowry mm-hmm. um, out front, which is good for a restaurant. So it can be a coffee shop, kind of a you know fast casual eatery, a caterer that has a a location somewhere specific, or just a, an actual restaurant. So people need to apply by the end of February. Um, I lost my notes for a minute. Hold on. <laughs> People need to apply by February. Maybe I'll, I just need to memorize all this next time. People need to apply by February 15th, and um, there's a link on the story that we ran, but it's dreambighere.com slash Sumter, and they're trying to pick a winner by the spring and have a business open up in November. So I, I think if Sorry, I, I think yeah. if you asked people that that run malls, they they would blame you know sort of the decline and everything on Amazon and online mm-hmm. shopping and things like that. But I really think it is their the, their inability to kind of reinvent themselves over time. And so I love to see something like this where you're going to get a. It doesn't sound like they want to put a um, a Chili's in there or something. They want to put a you know a new local unique restaurant in there, and that is what will get that's what's yeah. going to get all the item staff to go there for Thursday lunch or something. Yeah, is uh, is to put a is to put a place like that in, and then that gets you in the mall you're in the mall you're like you know what i need to run over and look at the bookstore or whatever there's uh, i know there's the the cookie place over mm-hmm. there. trust me that's going to get my attention <laughs> so yeah uh, so yeah no I, yeah. I, I love seeing something uh something like this come to come to sumter hopefully uh hopefully they get a you know a, a great uh, a great uh, entrepreneur from the area that that wants to uh that wants to start this mm-hmm uh, moving on, Sumter. Uh, so it looks like Colonial Healthcare is going to have expansion coming up in the fall. Yeah. So kind of you know, speaking of that whole big box retailers are closing and all these national chain brands are are finding trouble. So Save a Lot closed uh, last year, I think, and now Dr. Clay Louder, who is the uh, founder of well, now it's called Colonial Healthcare. Um, it's a really big family practice here. Um, you know, they're pretty established. They're probably one of Sumter's most iconic um, medical practices, especially in family medicine. But they are expanding, and they're taking taking over that save lot, totally renovating it. Um, it's on West Liberty Street right next to the fairgrounds. And 
You're just going to have more space, more parking, more everything. This 24,000-square-foot medical facility is being built. I think construction started in December, which I haven't – I guess I just haven't driven by there in a while, but I haven't <laughs> – I used to live right across the street from that pretty much, and so I used to see it all the time, and it was just this closed store, and it you know looked kind of creepy, and it's like, what, what's going to go in there? Yeah. Um, so apparently this area is part of the federally designated opportunity zone area, which – um, there are just certain areas, of, you know, in cities that you can attach um, kind of tax incentives or just other type of financial incentives to come in and try to um, revitalize or do other new things there. Uh, Louder is not getting any type of incentives from that opportunity zones, but he just said, you know, he wants to come in anyway, kind of give back to the community to help try to maybe jumpstart other people coming in that would qualify for those incentives. So, um it seems, you know, we'll see what it looks like. The rendering looks pretty cool. When it opens, there's going to be about 70 employees on site, and the new facility will be Colonial's 10th different location in Sumter. Wow. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, you just want to give an update here, I believe, on the Sumter Fireside Fund. Yeah, this one's pretty quick. Um, we just wanted to say that this week, or I guess last week, $2,100 were donated to our Fireside Fund, which we've kind of talked about a few times, you know, in the past few weeks or these winter months. So we do, you give us money, we donate every single penny of that money to Sumter United Ministries over the winter months, which they are a faith-based nonprofit that provides emergency services. I mean, they do everything from, you know, food and shelter to education assistance and medical assistance and they give away clothes to people who need it. But this specifically is all funneled towards heating help. So over the winter months, they help like buy propane and fix problems in houses, you know, so heat leaks out and stuff. Um, it's really, really helpful. And they don't get any type of state, local, or federal funding. So they rely solely on donations. And this really helps them every year. Um, we're almost at about 45000 this year. Wow. Uh, last year we got up to almost forty nine. So we're wow. doing pretty good, but don't stop. That's great. Yeah, I remember when you first gave an update, that we were Not well away well. from yeah. that quote or that number. So, wow, that's great. A lot, uh, there's been a large number of people who have donated. There's been a, 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 a few very large donations. So, you know, keep it coming. That's awesome. And so that that wraps up all the top stories from last week, or at least some of the top stories from last week. Now let's look ahead to some of the events coming up this week. And Kayla, what do you uh, what did you circle on on your docket for this yeah. weekend? Yeah, so I found two things happening um, towards the end of this week or this weekend. The first is a classical guitarist that's coming to uh, Church of the Holy Comforter on Friday. His name's Christopher Berg, and he'll, his concert starting at four o'clock at Church of the Holy Comforter, which is at 213 North Main Street. It's presented by the Women's Afternoon Music Club of Sumter, and he plays everything from, like, spanning the 17th century to the 20th century of classical guitar. Um, And admission is $10 at the door for adults, and students with an ID get in free. And the second thing I found was that the Sumter Elks Lodge is hosting their annual hoop shoot, which is a basketball uh, competition. It's for boys and girls aged 8 through 13. It's taking place on Sunday at Alice Drive Middle School, which is at 40 Miller Road. It's free. You don't have to register. Um, or no, pre. you don't have to pre-register. Sorry, you do have to register. That starts at 2, and then the contest will start at 2.30. And the it's, it's a free throw competition that's divided by gender into different age groups, so 8 and 9, 10 and 11, and 12 and 13. 
and um, you can go on to compete like all over the place. So winners of the individual contests advance to district shoot in Charleston in February, and then there's state finals in Columbia, and there's regional finals in Valdosta, Georgia, and even a hoop shoot national finals in Chicago in April. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Now, see, this is the one thing nobody ever practices, their free throws. So we'll see how uh, how, how we can do with yeah. that. <laughs> all right. That, uh, that wraps up this week's edition. Thank you all for joining us yet again. Uh, don't forget to... Uh, to like us, uh, share this uh, on Facebook. Also, visit us on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you uh, wherever you consume our podcast, and make sure to, to rate us. Um, that goes a long way to others being able to, to find the podcast. Yeah, that really helps. Um, I mean, you know, whoever's listening now, that's great, but we want everyone else to listen to. So there's so many things out there to listen to and to read and share um, it really, it really goes a long way to subscribe and like and share. I mean, definitely review and share. That will really, really help people find us and getting and be able to listen to us too. And if you, uh, yeah, when you're on iTunes listening to this, all you have to click is that subscribe button, and then That's it just right. pops right up. You don't even have to search for it every day of the week or whenever it comes out, or you need to think about it. You just pull up your podcast app. And if you're subscribed, then whenever there's a new episode, it just automatically shows up there for you. Exactly. And who, who knows, your share could be the share that uh, lands us the big entrepreneur that gets the contract at uh, Sumter Mall. You know, you yeah, never know. You know there the, you go. The information we're putting out is applicable to everybody in the in the three counties here. So uh, we need to ex- extend that reach. Right. So if you don't do that, then an entrepreneur might not get their job. So exactly. we're guilting you into liking us. It's on you, Sumter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget, News Without Ink and all the podcasts here on the Item Podcast Network are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.